You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Get all my information. Oh, yeah. Give this app all my information so I can see what fucking thing and I'm gonna be. Pictures and who, who I am in fantasy are. world. It's got my date of birth on there. Mm-hmm. All right, so I kind of like this one. No, who do you... Harry Potter world? I would be Sirius Black. I see that in Star Wars. I would be Han Solo. Oh come on! Start. I'm just saying that's cl- so cliche. In Star Trek, I would be Spock. That's something a little more inspired. Uh. In Disney, I would be Tarzan. That's weird. What? Marvel, I'd be Wolverine. Game of Thrones, I'd be Littlefinger, Peter Baelish. <laughs> that sucks. I would be Legolas in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> what are they basing this the on? The Walking Dead, I would be Daryl Dixon. I don't think... I don't I don't watch The Walking Dead. I have no idea who that is. I don't think the science checks out on this, Joe. This in the comments. I don't know. Are you talking Walking Dead? I would never... Yeah. We don't talk about... This isn't... Uh, this isn't... This isn't TV. We're talking about movies on this podcast here. <laughs> John Padilla got Yoda for Star Wars. That's funny. Oh, right. no. Yeah. He should have been Chewbacca. He should have been. He's clearly he a Chewbacca. Chewbacca. He is Gen- Chewbacca. Jenna got Ray, which I think is pretty spot on. Ray. She looks like A her. drop of golden sun. She is. She's got the dimples Me, and everything. A name. I call myself. Dude, She's Daisy dope. Ridley was in uh, Murder on the Orient Express. She was a star-studded cast. Oh no, yeah. I saw that this past weekend. Your interest just um, shot up, huh? And you know, we uh, we mm-hmm. talked last week about on the uh, the Clue episode. Yeah, we talked about the cool thing about Clue is that it was a bunch of actors that are kind of all the same level. Yeah, and they worked great as an ensemble. Relatively unknown, not unknown, but yeah, uh, but but not like superstars. Right, no stunt cast. Because part of the problem when you cast a bunch of superstars is you run the risk of people going, "Oh, it's Judy Dench." Oh, it's right. Willem Dafoe. You get uh, oh, Ocean's it's, Eleven. It's yeah, and that's exactly what happened with Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, it's not a bad movie, but it does suffer from all these like celebrities that are in the movie well, that are superstars, and you're like, oh, that's Ray from Star Wars, right? That's oh, it's uh, yeah, uh, yeah, fucking Jack Sparrow. There you go. Like who's who's gonna? Oh, it's out, Kenneth. Out... Bran- Look, it's Kenneth Branagh with a funny mustache. Yeah, who can outact? Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Well, everybody. Well, no, I everybody just mean... This, everybody in this movie did. Who can steal a scene, I mean, away from him? Right. Yeah. And, and uh, I will say Michelle Pfeiffer is fucking fantastic. Oh, is she in this too? Yeah. She, she's, uh, she's really good. In a black leather outfit, perhaps? N- yes. Singing Cool Rider. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. You were going Batman Returns. I was kind of going Batman. I'm going Grease too. It works there, too. That's dumb. That That's oh. where my mind goes. Michelle Pfeiffer, leather, Grease too. Coming soon to an episode <laughs> of The Editing Bay, by the way. Uh, Yeah, dude. So... Uh, I got to see a couple of movies. Well, tried to see a couple of movies over the weekend. Yeah. Oh, did you see Black Panther? I thought no. Awesome. I Everyone's didn't. talking God about it. Damn it. Sorry. No, dude. Still a spot. So today was supposed to be the day that, like, all right, I have uh, a couple of things I need to take care of, and then Luke and I were going to go see this press screening of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. It started at two. I got called in to do some voice work at Funimation oh. for a session at one o'clock. Congratulations. Usually, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Usually these sessions go about 10, 15 minutes. Right. It takes me 30 minutes to get from Funimation to the Angelica Theater. In and out. Plenty of time. So, yeah, plenty of time. I've never had a session that went more than 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. This fucking time, it goes the full hour. <laughs> of course. It goes the full fucking hour. And I'm like, they in, know. 
constant communication with Luke going, dude, this should be fine. It's going to be a group session. I try to get in early to see if I can knock my stuff out. But he said it's a group session, so we kind of, kind of, you got to wait so we can all kind of work And you together. can't have a conversation with the director and be like, hey, I'm going to give him my all. I'm here for you. I'm yeah. going to get the performance that you want. But I got to leave in 10 But minutes. if we could get out of here in 15, that'd really be great. <laughs> right. Can't do that. So, yeah, I ended up telling, I was like, Luke, I'm not going to make it, dude. It, right now, I've got 15 minutes to get from here to you. That's just not happening. You know what, though? And we went and got lunch instead. Well, that's that's, that's, that's a nice consolation prize. Yeah. Burgers. Exactly. With buddies. Uh, I had burgers twice today. Do you think this is the type of movie, Ugh. though, where, where you can miss as a fantastic burger, though, by do, the way? Oh, yeah. Did Holy you like shit. that? I, Jenna, did you like, like that? Slater's? Joe, I didn't like oh it. God, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff, man. Yeah. Well, they put bacon in the burger. That's meat. the fucking best, dude. It's you, called you the 50 50. Order it 50 50. Yeah, you get that. Uh, the, the patty is like 50% of yes. ground beef and 50% ground bacon. It's insane. Oh, it so needs to be 51 50. <laughs> 5149. Thanks, I'll be here all week. <laughs> no, but uh, I was going to say, do you think the Black Panther, do you think that's a movie where you could have shown up 15 minutes late and maybe still followed along? Probably, but it would have been disrespectful, and it's you don't do that for the press screenings. You don't show up late and then oh, just be Oh, there's a press screening. Yeah. Good point. So yeah. I can't just be like, yo, dude. Sorry, Robert Wolanski. <laughs> I'm going to give you the ass Robert while Wolanski. I walk past you. The Last Jedi is the greatest Star Wars movie because it, sub- <laughs> it subverts, it subverts <laughs> expectations. expectations. What the fuck does that mean, that it subverts expectations? It means we expected it to be better. I expected it to be something, and it was something else, which makes it good. <laughs> what? Spoken like a true movie critic. <laughs> I'm going to put on my uh, scarf and cowboy hat. Have you now. seen any of the uh, Oscar-nominated? That is unfair. That's really unfair. That part out, Dude could be like the salt of the earth, and I'm just salty because <laughs> he, he and I didn't see eye to eye on The Last Jedi. Uh, what was that? Uh, have you seen any of the uh, Oscar-nominated films yet? Um. Is the post an Oscar nominated film? Yeah, I tried to watch that. You saw, you saw parts of it. <laughs> I went on Saturday to see the post, <laughs> caught the first twenty minutes, and then apparently there was like a meltdown crisis at work mm. for one of our appearances. You're and so I was important, getting, Joe. Well, I I am a director mm. of the department. Wow. So okay. I, I brag, humble brag. Uh, so I ended up getting I was getting texts and shit, and I'll tell you, like I really want to get an Apple Watch right now. I've got one oh. of these. Um, uh, what do they call it? It's That's the, a Fitbit. Uh, the Fitbit Blaze mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever. And so I'm able to stunning. get... It, it, it's kind of like an Apple Watch in that I can Bluetooth connect it to my phone and I'll get the text and nice. if someone calls. Yeah. Well, my wrist starts fucking blowing up uh, while the movie's going on. I'm about 30 minutes in. Uh, there's some interesting shit going on with Vietnam and some guy writing articles from Vietnam. And he's on a, on Air Force One on his way home, and there's like they ask him, "Hey, how are things going? Is it getting better or worse?" And he's like, "It's kind of the same." And they're like, "That's what I'm fucking saying." Blah blah blah. Well, Air Force One lands, and the press secretary or whatever uh, gets off the plane. They're like, "Hey, how how are things now?" He's like, "Couldn't be better. It's getting better in, over in Vietnam." And this dude's like, "No, that's bullshit," and leaks like a bunch of documents to the press. Uh-huh. So that's when I got my first call and had to leave, and I was like. What the fuck? And so I'm taking care of this. I come back in. How much time had passed? Probably about 15 minutes. Well, that's a that's a that's a crucial chunk. Yeah, I I managed to come back in as these guys are doing a walk and talk mm-hmm. with Tom Hanks, and at one point I hear a voice and I'm like, that sounds like David fucking Cross, and it is David. What? Cross. He's in this movie. Yeah, he. It, David Cross is in this movie, and in the same scene when they introduce his character, fucking Bob Odenkirk comes walking what? in too. Mr. Show Isn't is Spielberg? in this movie. Isn't this Spielberg, it is, right? Yeah, it's a Spielberg movie. Interesting. Uh, which I didn't know until the end. <laughs> I really? had no idea. So, like, they're talking about some shit about how the New York Times is kicking their ass and they need to do better. Next call. I come back. I got to leave. Come back in. Now I see... Uh, 
uh, Meryl Streep is talking to Alison Brie. Hey. And I'm like, I love Alison Brie. Yeah. She's on my list. Captain Marvel. Uh, right. No, that's Brie Larson. <laughs> I know. I, now it's I a thought you were gag. sincerely doing that. Uh, <laughs> it's our Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman yeah. for 2018. So I leave, have to take care of more stuff. Now like 30, 40 minutes have gone by and I come back in. Tom Hanks is in a car driving to the White House. People are knocking on his car. I get called back out. Wow. Go back out. Another 10 minutes. Come back in. Now everybody's on a phone. And Meryl Streep's on the phone with Tom Hanks. But everybody else, Bradley Whitford, who I didn't know Bradley was in Whitford's this movie. Bradley Whitford's in this too? Bradley Whitford's in this fucking movie. Any movie that has to do with the White House, they just have to get Bradley <laughs> Just like Whitford. we need Bradley Whitford. The cast of the West Wing. And so they're talking about, like, should we do it? Should we do it? We shouldn't publish this. It's going to get us in trouble. Should we publish it? We could be in trouble of being in collusion. And Tom Hanks going that we have to publish to preserve the right to publish. Mm. And Meryl Streep's like, my decision is bring, bring, bring. Oh, no. I got to leave. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? I don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. (laughs) So I'm out. I'm on the phone again. Uh, And the people who are sitting next to me must be pissed. Because there's like, it's like a 10-seater theater. And like, it was one of these things where it's only three aisles. And each aisle has a door. That leads oh, out so to you're the hallway. Just a huge shaft of light every time you. Uh, every time I leave, and someone has not WD forty'd this fucking. Oh no! Door. So it's <laughs> So I go back out, and I take the la- this final call to figure out what we're going to do, and then I go back in the theater. I catch the last like twenty minutes of the movie, and it's basically just the fucking paper being printed, and like Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks kind of having a little moment. Spoiler alert! A sweet little moment. And then, and then Tom Hanks. All if I got this, mm-hmm. this it would have been a victory. Mm-hmm. All I needed was to get like a little bit of Tom Hanks making like one of his like in movies like this. You always have like the main character that like is always on like the the right, always the moral right. Uh-huh. It's like watching a Sorkin yeah, show. He's Walt They're Disney, always on the fucking right. And he, I just wanted to see him make some glib comment or something, <laughs> just something sarcastic or or whatever, where he's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah, of gives course. everyone a look and walks off, and everyone else in the room's like, "Mic drop." Oh, he's fucking right. Yeah. And I got that. You got that? All I was right. Like, All right, cool. Money's worth it. At what point do you <laughs> bail when you have to... When like you Christian? Missed... Christian bail? That's right. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> when you have to. And how was it? <laughs> when you miss a quarter, one quarter I, portion I should, of this movie. I should have left... I should have left like forty minutes into the movie. <laughs> if I if I had if I'm missing twenty minutes of movie. Yeah, I should have fucking left. Well, but you can I take... was so dedicated to like. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna try to piece this together. I admire the dedication, and I'm sure the people in the theater around <laughs> you did not. Who, whose experience you ruined? Uh, also appreciate you sticking it through. Yeah, so you can get that one moment. Yeah, all right. So, so Oscar worthy. So that's sounds like I, I guess so. Best best probably Joe's pick for uh, best winner. It's a Spielberg. It's the only one I've seen. <laughs> kind of. It, it's the you know what Oscar for the best ending Wait, of a saw, movie. You saw Get Out. I did see Get Out. I love Get Out. I love Get Out too. Also with Bradley Whitford. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. He's just in every movie. Well, he's in horror movies that subvert expectations. <laughs> Like, like the Cabin in the Woods and yeah. uh, and Get Out, um, very subversive. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Well said. This is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies after stuffing our bellies with huge burgers. Mm, just digesting. Here. Oh my god, so good. Uh, the meat sweats. Sometimes a good movie. <laughs> I get that too, man. <laughs> the fucking meat sweats. Sometimes I like to drink my sweat because it tastes like the meat. <laughs> just squeeze out your t-shirt. You got bacon like, bourbon right there. Mm, yeah. Mm. So uh, this Ladder is where we talk up. about good movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Whatever the case, we will pick a movie, watch it each week, and uh, dissect it, tear it apart. Talk about what it did right, what it did wrong, and then we try to put it back together, see if we could do it better. Um, Are you a fan of uh, Guster, band called Guster? 
Every time I'm a fa- every time someone says Guster, I think of the show Psych. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, that's not that it. one. Um, every time you say uh, "pull it apart and put it back together," there's a song that they yeah? have that has those lyrics. Maybe that should be our new theme song. One man wrecking machine. Oh yeah, you know what? I'll reach out to them we, and see if we can get the rights to we that. We should. We really need to reach it. Like, what I, are you talking about, Joe? We totally have permission from the artists <laughs> of our theme song. Every who week. are uh, the the Scooby <laughs> the Scooby Snacks, Snacks. <laughs> with their self titled album. <laughs> Running around, <laughs> Robin Banks, all whack on the Scooby Snacks. Whatever. I'm pretty sure they didn't get the rights from Quentin Tarantino to use the sound That's clip true. at That's the beginning true. of their song. Yeah, so, guys. Uh, our theme like song it? is an actual song. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was called. It's kind of like it blows. Like when I found out that Shazamit. the the theme song to last week tonight is an actual tune. Oh, it is called "Go" by some oh, band. I can't remember what they were, but yeah, that was on my wedding playlist. <laughs> you put it on there. <laughs> I was like, Joel, can you put this song on the playlist? I'm on it. <laughs> Don't remember uh, that part. So, uh, so this week was my pick uh, in honor of Valentine's Day. Yes, uh, I didn't realize until watching this movie that it is actually set on Valentine. Well, I didn't know part it. of it I is actually set either. on Valentine. Well, this movie's been on uh, the the master list for a good year a long or so time. now. Yeah, um, and uh, I showed you last week. I was like, hey. It's on Amazon Prime, buddy. We can watch it for <laughs> free. Prime. We don't have to pay uh, any money for this movie. And thank God for that. Yes, except not really. It's not so on sorry, Amazon listeners, Prime. if you went to Amazon Prime to watch I, uh, this week's film. I dropped $3 for the DVD. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. That's uh, what we tipped for Valley Parking tonight. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> look at it that way. So, uh, so yeah, we uh, we decided we were going to watch The Lake House. The Lake House. Keanu Reeves and, uh, and Sandra Bullock, a little um, speed reunion. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that because, well, Speed's a great film. Yeah, this one not so uh, much. And the huh. the fact that they were reunited really and Joe were they reunited? Well, not, were they not? Well, kind of because they spend two Maybe thirds three of the films times. apart. And it's so interesting. <laughs> well, it There's is. so much chemistry on you know screen, what, and you really root for these two to make it. I, no, <laughs> <laughs> that is There's sarcasm. So much heartfelt dialogue being delivered. Like if there was an Oscar reel for this movie, if one of them, yeah, what do you for, choose? God forbid, if one of them had been nominated for an Oscar for this movie, you would have so many choices of. Well, I went on a walk today. Actually, I think, uh, and I'm so excited. <laughs> Kate, Alex, thank you for taking this walk with me. <laughs> Like, dude, fuck the director of this movie. Oh, poor because, guy. Seriously, you couldn't. You don't have to deliver your dialogue like you're robotically reading what you're writing. You could still perform the dialogue. Yeah, but it's Keanu Reeves, and don't you kind of feel and like Sandra Bullock? Though everybody's kind of playing down but to him. Sandra, no, yeah, he can do. I, I've seen. He's John Wick. That's that's true. Well, there's no guns in the lake house. <laughs> there, sadly, there should have been. But you know what, Joe? This movie kind of had. There's a dog. Some things going. There's for a dog. <laughs> like in John Wick. Doesn't this one survives though? Yeah. Or does it? Or does it? Yeah. His name's Jack. The, yeah. Named you know after why? his uh, character. Yeah, from it was Speed. an inside joke that they named him after his character. That's from Speed. the most entertaining part of the film. You know what? Actually, it should have been the most entertaining part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I I am going. I'm going to throw this down right now. Okay. This movie would have been a hundred and like. Fifty percent better yeah. if the dog had an internal monologue. I thought, ooh, okay. If the dog talked, I thought uh, he was going to come more into play into the plot. Like at the end, we find out he's actually like a godlike character. He's God. He's kind of he's bringing these she. two together. Jack was a she. <laughs> Remember, because God is a woman. His name is Jack. Oh, that's or listen. Hashtag me too. But I'm put, just your, saying, put your hands down. Jenna. Can can you create life? Um, well, I no, can take a God part in can, it. and guess who else can? <laughs> Women. Yes, but they can't do it alone. There's no immaculate uh, conceptions. Life finds a way. That's, <laughs> that's, 
Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> no, this film, I remember seeing... I like that you keep calling this a film. All right, this like movie. Like, such a respectful term. This little ditty. <laughs> about about, about little, Jack and Kate. Kate, Alex and Kate. Uh, Kate. I, keep, I kept messing it up. While I was talking about this movie, I kept referring to Keanu Reeves as Jack. Yeah, might as well. What was your character's name from Kate. Speed? Kate. Kate. No, from Speed. No. Oh, uh... I don't know Wildcat. That's what <laughs> that's what Dennis Hopper kept calling her. That's right, Wildcat at the wheel. Um, this movie, when it came out, I remember seeing the trailers for it. 2006, by the way, The Lake House. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I, I I'm I come down hard on on rom coms mm. because uh, well, most of them suck, Joe. Yeah. Uh, yes. Very they do. rarely do you find one that's that's trying to uh, appease its yeah. intended audience, but also ends warm up bodies being a great. Yeah, it's a warm great bodies example. is a fantastic. It's a zom rom com. It's a com. Yeah. I like that. But also, but, but they don't all have to be fantastical. We don't need no. sci-fi or fantasy, although no. this one has some in it. But if you're, if you're going to use it, have some fucking rules. Set some ground rules That's for it. That's the problem. So they try. So if, if you don't know, dear listener, uh, this is a, uh, a time travel of sorts film. Yeah. Nobody's really traveling through time, but, but letters. But letters are. And paper. And anything that goes into this magical <laughs> mailbox that happens to be at this lake house. Uh-huh. So the premise is... Luke, not Luke. <laughs> Leia. Le- <laughs> Alex, Alex, played by Keanu. Alex Weiler. He is, yes. He lives in the year 2004, and Sandra Bullock, Sandy, is in uh, 2006. So you could see, like, there's, there's a huge span. Exactly. Of time. You're watching these two people who are, who are two years apart. Yeah. These two people, but they for two for an hour and 40 minutes, let me be fair, it's about an hour and 45 minutes. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off here. But these guys, you know... Free associate. They they sit for an hour and 45 minutes. They're talking back and forth through a fucking mailbox. Mm-hmm. Can't be, there's a point in this movie where, like, they're talking... They're writing to each other so much. Like, right. one, one sentence letters yes, back and forth. phrases. Which means they're both hanging out Days. outside... Yeah. Next to a fucking mailbox. Mm-hmm. Now, it's probably not a big deal for Keanu Reeves because in his timeline, he lives at the fucking house right. where the mailbox is. Yeah, Sandy Sandra Bullock doesn't. She's commuting in from Chicago. From, yeah, from the city mm-hmm. and commuting into where this lake house is, which I don't know where it is. I assume it takes some time to get there, though. Yeah. But they're talking to each other like they're fucking texting. And at some point in the film, they're not. we don't even see them writing anymore and putting the letters in the mailbox. Nope. Like they're literally doing like a split screen. Yeah. She's talking to herself in her mirror. He's answering her two years in the past uh-huh. in like his bedroom. Yeah. How it is... Uh, that doesn't make any sense in this world's no. oh, magic. Another thing that kind of frustrates me is we're supposed to be assuming that these are like letters that they're writing, obviously, back and forth to each right. other. But they're writing shit like... Hmm. Like, let me see. They're like text I'm messages. Got, yeah. Well, he's like, "What are your favorite things?" Huh? Let me see. Is that all oh, you yeah. want to say? There's this, and I'm like, <laughs> what? "You don't write that. That's not the <laughs> shit you write in a fucking letter." You say, "Oh yes, that was really a good question. Here's what I've come up with." Yes, because I've had time to write it on also, pen and paper. While I'm taking the time to write this letter, here are ten other questions I would like to know about you <laughs> right. all at once, instead yes. of waiting for your reply days later. <laughs> yeah. So all already, like, I'll forgive. Obviously, some fantastical elements. Like, sure. Okay, that's kind of a cool idea. What uh-huh. if there were a ma- magical mailbox? But and why? W- why what? Why is this mailbox magical? It doesn't matter, Joe. It doesn't matter. No, but 
The dog made it happen. Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. The fucking Doc Brown made a time machine with a car. Okay. Uh, in Frequency. Yeah. Are you familiar with that one? I am. I love that one. That's <clears throat> a great one. Did we talk about that one on We here? haven't, but we should. Uh, it's a really good movie. Good father Kind of along son. the same lines, mm-hmm. where Dennis Quaid and Jim Caviezel yeah. are talking to each other They're over the span of father, time. Father-son. Yeah, their father-son, but... Dennis Quaid died in the past, mm-hmm. and so Jim Caviezel's actually got a chance to communicate with his father. And they write it. And they're up. doing it over a, a ham radio. Radio waves, But yeah. the way they explain it is that like there's these uh, larger-than-usual solar flares. Solar flares. That are coming up out of the sun and coming co- close to the Earth, and it's carrying the radio and signal. it's only going to happen for this period of time. Yeah, yeah. So already you've got some... So you've got your ticking clock element, limit. Mm-hmm. and you've got your supernatural element that adds to it. And we know that the father is already dead. Right. So we have some stakes. So, the yeah, made out of the dead. <laughs> mm, cannibalism. No, uh... So, but there's nothing like that in this movie. Like no. they don't explain. Like it, it could have been something like cool where they open up the movie with young Alex and his father. Yeah, you know they just finished building the lake house, and maybe his mother had passed away, and the father buried the wedding rings or something where the mailbox ended up being. There you go. And this is like spiritually and like a, Alex's mother. A lightning mother, storm happens. A lightning bolt. Something like there's a catalyst. Yes. And there isn't a catalyst in this movie. But you know, I would even forgive that if if. If they did something with their time travel capabilities, like this is the lamest use of time travel. <laughs> to, to mail letters to each like, other. Like if you figured out that you could talk to somebody two years ago <laughs> and, and and pass along any information, hey, 9-11, yeah. hey, why don't you... Well, 9-11's already happened. Okay, well, so 2004. <laughs> what happened between 2004 and 2006? I don't know. When did Columbia... When did the Col- oh, yeah, that was 2005. Was that 2005? Absolutely right. There we go. There you go. So she could be like, hey, Although, warn people about Columbia yeah, or something. I'm not sure how you can really keep a spatial <laughs> from blowing up. But, but still, some sort of wrong that needs to be righted. Or let's go back to the future and like bet on some fucking games. Yeah, and there you so go. So that way you make, you make, make yourself rich. Put some money on the cubbies. Right? Mm-hmm. Or since it's only two years... Maybe Keanu Reeves can just fucking go find Sandra Bullock somewhere. <laughs> exactly. This is uh this movie breaks the cardinal sin, which is uh conflict that could be worked out if these two characters just fucking talk to if each other. They just got together. Like, that's and one of my they don't even have to get together. They've got a magical mailbox. Like, right. the fact that like she goes cold turkey on him for like the last <laughs> yes. year and a half or whatever. Uh-huh. No. Th- this, you bring up a great point. I'm sorry. No. Interrupting you again. Free association. This fucking movie takes place this romantic comedy would you call this a romantic comedy there's no comedy there really is they try when like Keanu Reeves sneezes (laughs) there's that like the the way that you remember that when they're talking about how like it's gonna be a it's snowfall and it's like snowfall in the summer that's not gonna happen cue the snowflakes cue the snowflakes Mm -hmm. and they do a thing where they like pan in like boy (laughs) (laughs) and he he sneezes. Because she gives him, like, or she tells him to get some cough drops or something, yeah. right? And he's like, I don't need that. He sneezes immediately mm-hmm. upon seeing the snowflake. <laughs> yes. Sneezes. Come on, yo. Uh, but this is a love story that takes place over the span of two to four years? Yeah. Yes, I think yeah. so. Because really, at the end. Two years. At, no, at the end, she tells him, wait another two years. Yeah, that's right. And come find me at the at the lake house. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, <laughs> and all ultimately just for a love story that isn't really genuine. Like, uh, uh, I have a problem with um, getting too emotionally invested in two characters who've never really met. Uh-huh. And and the only time they do meet 
it's more of a stalking situation. Like it, Keanu kind of, because he's the one stuck in 2004. Uh-huh. She's already, everything's done and passed as far as she knows. Well, stuck in, I guess to be more accurate, he's stuck consistently two years behind her. That's right. Uh, but he is able to, because she remembers where she was. Yeah. And there's that one scene where she's like, oh, go, go to the, the, the train, train station. station. I left something on a bench. If you get it for me, then I'll know it's real and, and hand it off. Uh-huh. Um, so he does, and, and he is able to see her. And he knows. But now we're in a bit of a stalking situation because right. he's just kind of trailing them around. She's already got another boyfriend. He's got a girlfriend, poor Lynn Collins. He, are they together? Um, or has she I mean, just got kind of a she, thing for him? She thinks they're she, together. She's clearly with another guy, and he's not even a bad guy. No, this, this Morgan dude, like, is a he's he's a good dude. Like, they <laughs> argue at one point. She's like, "You invited the whole neighborhood to come and meet me," and blah blah. blah. I'm like, "It was a, a fucking birthday party for you." <laughs> Everything that this guy does, like, I even wrote a note here at the end where I was like, "Maybe you should just stick with this guy <laughs> instead of this imaginary friend that your pen pals with through time." You you cheated on him. He doesn't see Yes. Like at he, your birthday party that he put together for you, he walks in on you kissing another dude. And he gave you two more chances. <laughs> yes. He came back two years later to rekindle things and then did it again. <laughs> Poor Morgan. That's what we walk away. And like he gets a job. He can provide for her clearly. Well, she can provide for herself. She's a doctor. I know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you know, he's he's not a he's not a dullard. He's not a hitched uh, his wagon to her horse. Yeah. Um, that sounded oddly sexual. Let's uh, l- let's uh, stop down for just a second. Okay, and talk about a B plot in this movie. <laughs> yes, thank you. The what the does ro- this film want to be? Uh, is I it don't a love know. Story? I don't know because or is it a father son. What works better for me is the father son story. Me too. Uh, because you have Christopher fucking Plummer at the yeah. heart of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he should so, get an Oscar. So you've got <laughs> maybe not for this, <laughs> but you've got this whole story where. Uh, you, uh, the Alex character, Keanu Reeves, has a brother named Henry, mm-hmm. and he, they're like everyone in this family is architects. Uh, but Henry and his father, Simon, who's played by Christopher Plummer, mm. are kind of they work at a company together, and they're more like artistic architects. Um, and at some point, Keanu Reeves kind of shows up and meets his brother Henry as he's coming out of a building, mm-hmm. and they're talking to each other. And then Christopher Plummer comes out, and he spots Keanu Reeves, and he's just like, nah, nah, yeah, yeah, and walks him a hand. off. And you're like, wow, there's a, a contentious fucking relationship the there between the one. two of them. And then like three scenes later, Keanu Reeves is just hanging out with Christopher Plummer, having yeah. a drink at his place. And so you don't really get an idea of like what the relationship was. What was the conflict? Yeah, are they estranged? Yeah. Is this like a Oedipus? And they're really not. not you know, Oedipus. it's just that it's, yeah, it's Oedipal. Uh, <laughs> Who's the prodigal it's, son? <laughs> it's the prodigal son. Yeah. And they they even have like an exchange where Christopher Plummer says like you know you you kind of you rebelled and you went and you made condos, and okay I get that I'd like to learn more about that I would like for the lake house to be a conduit between Alex and his father yeah to kind of learn what really happened why why are things the way that they are this could have been a like a, a good Tim Burton big fish sort of yes. story you get a little bit of a sci-fi fantasy a little bit of frequency yeah yeah. But no, we've, we're stuck with this love story with uh, two people that you don't really want to spend a lot of time with either of them. No. Both kind of dullards. It's hard to say that Sandy Bullock isn't... Uh, she's usually like a bright, shining star. And I know when you're co-leads, when it's a romantic comedy, you know, they're, they're both leads. But it can only be one person's journey, one person's story, she's rather. like the Highlander. And so you get the impression as the story's unfolding that this is Keanu Reeves' story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not an interesting one. <laughs> no, it's it's he's it, an architect who's kind of lonely, uh-uh. but he's got family and a good job, and this chick who's into him. Who 
in this movie changes from who they are in the beginning to who they are at the end? Uh, nobody. No one. Sandra it's Bullock. Christopher Plummer. He's alive. And then he's dead. <laughs> then he's dead. Uh, oh, well, Keanu Reeves, you did could you, say that. Did you know? Like, I, I mean, obviously you knew at the very like, first time when you saw the person was hit by the car and it, she went running over to him and it's stuff. It's a dead You giveaway. knew that was Keanu Reeves, It's right? only a dead It's not. It, it wasn't obvious in the moment. It's obvious because they never went back to it. They cut uh-huh. immediately from this wide shot of this dude laying face down in his coat. And uh, um, uh, Sandra Bullock has witnessed this stranger in 2004 being hit by a truck bu- a bus no 2006 yeah. right uh and uh we never see it and then we we cut to him and it's never addressed again right and immediately you're like oh that's going to come into play later they do that a few times too in this movie yeah where they like end on something and it's like that was not as clever as you thought it was going to be the tree yeah the, the fucking tree <laughs> who let that tree stay like when <laughs> I, when when property companies yes. come in and they kind of like sketch out how their property is going to be laid out, yeah. and like the the building crew comes back the next day and they see a fucking tree there that yeah. it's not supposed to be there. No, it's not it on gets plans. Fucking, it gets fucking torn out. Exactly. Yeah. So Keanu Reeves has found out where uh, where she lives in 2004, except it's an apartment complex that hasn't been built yet. Uh-huh. So he goes there and uh, realizes she that talks uh, about, she's like, I really wish there was like a tree or, yep, or I yep. can't remember so, what she says. Yeah, it was a lot better. I, I wish there was some shade. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's shade at the lake house. There's no shade here. So he brings a tree out with his brother in the middle of the night uh-huh. and just randomly plants a tree where a sidewalk will be in the future. Yeah. And you're right. They've just decided to build a road. And the tree is huge. In two years, two, yeah. it grows to be huge. Uh, not only do I have a problem with that, I have a problem with the science of fucking time travel. Okay. And he plants the tree. So. And it's in the middle of the rain. Like she, in 2006, it's raining. Where he is, it's not. He plants the tree and she's underneath it and she's like sitting on a bench. I can't remember what she's doing. But then, like, suddenly there's a flash of lightning, and the tree is there. Right. And she looks up, and she's like, what the fuck? Wow. No, you would be used to the tree being there. Like, exactly. according to the, the science, the laws of time and stuff, it's an alternate it, it would reality. always be there. Exactly. That Sandra Bullock would have <laughs> always known the tree there. Yeah. But then would she have known the magical mailbox? I don't so, know. I, I, I... That, that, you know what? That brings into question near, near the end, when yes. they're supposed to meet for dinner, and they don't. And she's like, call me at this time or blah, 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 blah. And she's like, you didn't make it. You, it's because you died. But no, if she ended up saving his life at the end, then he would have done all of those things. Also, at the very, very end, before she rushes off to save him, because this the, the movie is so formulaic. It, <laughs> it, it, it ebbs and flows the way all these fucking rom-coms do, uh-huh. frustratingly. Um, but yes, at the end, she's rushing because she realizes that it's on Valentine's Day, 2006, this is when they're supposed to meet, and he died that afternoon, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so she's rushing in, I guess, in two thousand eight. Yeah. To to back to the lake, lake house so she can put a letter in the mailbox to let him know. Just don't wait. don't come see me. Wait just for wait. Me. Yeah. Which is really fucked up. And it, she's like, just don't don't just wait another two years and then meet me at the lake house. And I'm like, how about how I just wait for the crosswalk to? Or fucking... yes, how about some details? Just... Like even Marty McFly had the decency to be like, <laughs> yes. "Hey, on this night, some Libyans are going to show up and fucking take <laughs> yes. your ass down with a machine right. gun." Don't you know? Wear, <laughs> wear, a, wear bulletproof a bulletproof vest. vest. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she could have just said, "Like, don't walk up. Make sure the street's clear." Yeah, you're going to tread across the street. I'm going to witness your horrific death <laughs> so, by bus. So just chill for one second, all right? Yeah. You don't have to wait another two years. Just another yeah. four minutes. <laughs> exactly. Just wait another four just minutes. Happening, but before that, 
So she pieces it all together at the very end when her and again poor Morgan, who's been by this woman's side for yeah. two two to four years, goes now, in with her so she can help. They're like, buying plan a house, the house, right? Uh huh. And then she pieces together. Oh, you're the brother of Alex Weiler. Weiler, yeah. Who is the Keanu Reeves character? She's like, How can I reach him? And then he's like, Well, sadly, he died the, two the years ago. The fucking Henry character who looks like he's consistently about to cry. He, he's, Even in like funny scenes, I know. he looks like he's on the verge of tears. Yeah, I, I was annoyed by that guy. <laughs> yes. He seemed a bit like That's a, why we haven't seen him in anything like else. Dude, since bro, then. I know. But he he lets loose. He tells her, "Oh well, he 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 died two years ago," and that's when she kind of pieces it together. <laughs> two years ago today. So later on, but that that same day, when everything is fixed, she put the letter in the mailbox. He found it two years in the past and uh-huh. and and saved it. So then he drives up to the lake house. Finally, we have this reunite, or not even reunite. That well, yeah, sequence, reuniting. That sequence is so fucking frustrating because now a movie where we've been stuck in two different time frames, mm-hmm. now we've expanded it to three because yes. we've got Keanu Reeves and his brother started a company, mm-hmm. and that's the day of of two thousand six Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. But then we've got the future, uh, where she's trying to buy a home or right. whatever. And then we like where he's dead, but then it's also like I am so frazzled by what the fuck is happening at this yes. point in this movie. Like it started the, the final act of the movie, and I was like, "Where where are we?" Yeah, they needed What's some happening? sort of like you know what they'll do um, when they'll when they'll show like future versus past. They'll do like some color correction. Yeah, or like in the Matrix when you're in the Matrix, everything kind of had like green, green hue. tint. Yeah, and everything else uh, there's like a blue hinge uh-huh. when you're when you're in the real world. Just some visual cues like that. Yeah. It's a, film. It's a visual medium. <laughs> Think about that. There's little tricks. Uh, you don't have to always spell everything out. Kind of like when they first started exchanging letters back and forth. <laughs> yes. Where they start talking and she's like, well, you know, future tenant, blah, 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 blah. But at one point he's like, uh, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. This No one's been in this place for years. Yeah. And, uh, maybe you're talking about the Sandberg estate or something right. like that. She's like, she's like uh, no, I'm very familiar with that. I'm talking about the lake house. And she ends the letter with, it's 2006. <laughs> what? Why would you even... Nobody would... Why would you even put it's 2006 in your letter? <laughs> just in case I'm talking to a time traveler. Just <laughs> FYI, I'm in 2006. But that... What, you, what you're doing right now, that, that just laissez-faire, like devil-may-care attitude <laughs> yeah. towards it, uh-huh. is the same attitude everybody in this movie has about the fact that people are talking to each other right. across time. No one seems to be like impressed by this or like, you know, holy fuck, you know, we could make some millions on this. Let's call Inside Edition because we could fucking write letters. Yeah, because this is what I'm saying, right? We've got a portal through time where we can solve the world's uh, mistakes. Um, and they're telling their families about Keanu this. Keanu tells his brother. She tells her mom, kind yeah. of, right? Or they hint around at she's it. She's like, well, it's a, every, you know, long distance relationships. Yes. Those are common. And she's <laughs> like, but mom, this is over the span of two. Like, she says it. She says this is to the past. And everybody's just like, ah, it's one of those oh, things. How cute. And even, even when he doesn't show up for dinner. He doesn't make it, okay. and she's like, we've got to end it. And he's like, well, no, give me another chance. And she says, you listen, Alex, this isn't a book. This is real life. <laughs> actually, and I'm like, actually, uh, it was a book. Uh, no, this is, you're talking through a time-traveling mailbox right now. Like, anything is possible. Speaking of books, okay, so remember back at the train station when she says, hey, I left something in 2004, go get it for me and bring uh-huh. it back. And he finds that book. And, and then he writes her a letter and tells her that he found the book. Yeah. But he says, I'll, I'll get it back to you someday. Just put it in the fucking Or mailbox. you could just fucking put it in your magical <laughs> mailbox. put it in the fucking mailbox. Because box. she does the exact same thing to him at the end. Yeah. She sends back in time 
the the book that was published by his yeah by his father her, about his dad, and it shows has the picture of them in the lake house, and it's like three times the size of the little Jane <laughs> right? Austen. But like, what what are the rules here? Why couldn't he have just done that? I, I he, have no instead clue. he buries it underneath. At, in a and, floorboard? At her apartment. <laughs> at her apartment. Not even at the lake house. At her apartment. Maybe Joe. Maybe. And taking the chance. Like, she may not have. It was just because there was a, bo- a floorboard that was out of place. She yeah, may she, not have ever found she, that. She, yeah, just happenstance. She comes across it. I'm starting to think that maybe he's uh, reprising his Bill character from Bill and Ted. <laughs> and he's just going back and he's like, shit is hitting me saying the same thing. Alex, <laughs> remember the trash can. <laughs> Uh, hey, re- remember to send the note in the mailbox. You know they're working on a Bill and Ted yeah. Part Three. They've been trying to get it, get funding for that. There's a reason why we haven't had it. Why since is that? Then. Because no one cares. No one wants a new Bill and Ted movie. How how great was Bill and Ted Two? <laughs> well, the scene with Thank death you. was pretty good. That was yeah. You William Sadler. William Sadler was the best part. Uh, Actually, I heard the reasoning is uh, they want it to be a, a, a true sequel with older versions of Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves, and the studios want to do a reboot. Well, the New studios are right. And everything the way that they should have done this <laughs> is they should have filmed some fucking footage of young Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter that could interact with old Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. Well, they can do that now, though. With t- uh, we brought Princess yeah, Leia yeah, back. Let's look and see. We brought <laughs> Princess Leia, Grandma Flynn Tarkin. from Tron. We- <laughs> We got young. You're always on the same team, Sam. <laughs> he doesn't sound like that. <laughs> yeah, he though. does. Yes, he does. Oh, the lake coming house. soon to an episode of the editing bay, right? The lake house. Yeah, probably. Tron, I'd like to. Yeah, yeah I'd like it. to. So the lake house. Lake house. Um, for for a movie called the lake house, right? They really don't spend a whole lot of time, but they at least they open the movie with the lake house and that, close like, it. it's there and they close well. it there. Mm-hmm. But they don't spend a whole lot of time there. Like she's left and he's there. And it's not that like it's the it should have been called the mailbox, right? Because it's not the house itself, or is it, Joe? Because the house is a metaphor. It, yes, but it's more of a metaphor about the father and the son. Remember, uh-huh. he's having yeah, a conversation with his brother about how everything's closed. Dad in. knows how to make. He knows how to make a, a house. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, but he know, doesn't how know how to make, how to make a, a home. home. That's right. He closes in everything. The, that, and he that's what like the out. more powerful things, the more powerful themes that are at work here are between father and son. Joe, literally the best scene in this film is Christopher Plummer's deathbed scene. Yes. Where he's talking to him about the architects and uh-huh. lights and how it... Capturing is. light. Right. What a great and scene And it never that. comes back. And then he's dead. Next scene. <laughs> they never bring it back. Keanu Reeves does not Im- like imply that or employ that, rather, into his like renovations of the lake house. No. In fact, I don't think he ever renovates the lake house. Like he talks about how like we should put stairs down here and do this, and I don't think those things ever happen. It It never happens. Instead, he he succeeds in building a few like homes on a track, uh, chasing after his dog. Yes, this dog, this magical dog. Again, the dog knows what's going on because the dog can run like a half a mile. (laughs) He can he senses Sandy 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 Bullock Sandy Bullock's uh, presence. Yeah, Uh, Jack. So they that's the dog. Oh yeah. They they introduce Jack and she talks about how like I've got this dog and he like he he likes to sleep like a human and he I can't remember what it was. He sleeps like a human and he loves long walks and uh and and he you know likes bacon. I can't remember what it was. But she like she lists off like these defining characteristics that are basically any dog. It's every dog. And <laughs> what do you mean the one with the four legs? Yes. And he writes back he's like I think we have the same dog. And I'm like 
she didn't describe the color of yeah, the dog. You were she didn't describe the breed. Sir. She didn't describe like this is the color of his eyes. Joe, maybe this is a film about um, like uh, somebody with dementia. <laughs> that, that would be a much the better Reeves movie. character it's doesn't a, actually exist. That he's or, the, or or she doesn't exist. He because he did get hit by the bus. It's the t- oh. and now he's in a coma. Oh, dude. And this is all in his mind. That would be awesome. And meanwhile. It's like uh, while you were sleeping. While you were sleeping. <laughs> oh, my God. He's the Bill Perman character. This this could be everything that's happening. Bill Perman. Bill, Bill Perman uh, while he's, he's sitting in the bed. Or it's Mash a prelude up. to the Matrix. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's Neo. Yeah. Or he's in a Matrix so Matrix. He's, it's like Inception. He's able to talk through the spans of time and stuff. Like that's, oh. you know, he's able to, to Joe, fold the Matrix in on itself. Any like one Inception. of these concepts that we've just... <laughs> Came up with in the last 30 seconds. It's more interesting and well thought out than this movie. The Lake House, 2006. It's a... Uh, rented on Amazon. It's a fucking... It's a painful script. Uh, because, again, like, nothing interesting happens between these two. You never really learn anything anything of consequence. The conversations between Sandra Bullock, which they are just struggling to build character with Sandra Bullock and her mother... Yes, is, I could care less. Yeah. Why is this character even in this film? Dostoevsky. One of my favorite things is reading Dostoevsky to my dog. I'm yeah, like, fuck like you. Eating sandwiches and right? talking about... When the rain starts just at the end of a picnic. No one like When you ask someone the things that they like, <laughs> nobody fucking says shit yeah, like that. Video games. People are like, like uh, movies. I like um, you know, The Godfather. Boobies. And... Uh, you know, I like how it feels when you get out of a shower, a really hot shower, and the cold air hits you, and sometimes, you know, your penis gets smaller, but then you <laughs> Wait, can kind of like get it back. <laughs> uh, it's also painful to watch. Uh, yeah, it is. It is painful to watch. I could just stop there. <laughs> but it's been able to watch these characters not figure things out as quickly as the audience figures <laughs> yes. them out. So we talked about earlier when Sandra Bullock goes to this restaurant <laughs> in 2006 that they've agreed upon yeah. in their... In their um, their, their postages back and forth through time. Uh-huh. 2006, uh, Valentine's Day, right? Right. So, first of all, same hostess. Uh-huh. The, he the makes the reservation. <laughs> Joe, have you been to a Chili's? <laughs> and run into the same the hostess? Same, two nope. years later? Nope. Even a high-end restaurant like this one where you have to book up in advance, which they I totally check off's gun. Yes, they, she's like, we're booked until October. Yeah, you have to book this a year in advance. <laughs> oh, I'll remember that for Act 2. Thanks. So, he goes and books it two years in advance. And same hostess looks like she hasn't aged a day because she hasn't. Who remembers her? She's like, like oh, remembers this reservation. Wyler. Hmm. She's like, oh, welcome. We do have a table for like, you. Like, maybe she can't be working seven days a week. Isn't there another hostess? No. Maybe a different part of the day? What yeah. are the chances? It's We're smart enough. Hostess. We recognize the, the Well, restaurant. Sandra Bullock isn't because when you're dealing with time travel, like I expect, much like at the end of Back to the Future 2, immediately after the DeLorean dissolves from the hit of lightning, uh-huh. here comes the car down the road from the Western Union guy. He's yeah. got the letter. He knew he would be here at this exact moment. So if Keanu Reeves fucking knows two years in advance that she's going to be there on Valentine's he Day. He would be there before her. He would be there. Yeah, he'd be at the table with a champagne. Sure, and the, sure. So the minute she walks in and sees nobody, that should be it. It should be like something has something happened. Something has happened. Something has gone wrong. What? She sits there for fucking three, <laughs> three hours, hours watching people skate outside. The, the restaurant is closing down. And we you don't see a progression of, oh... If we go from anger to like maybe worry to concern to con- yeah exactly. I wonder if she is happened. still pissed off three hours later yeah. and then has to write him a note and let him know it's over. So let me ask you this: as a uh, as a, a physician, mm-hmm. a medical professional, mm-hmm. you see someone get hit by a car <laughs> right outside your hospital. Yeah, 
<clears throat> and they talk about how she did everything she could to try to save this guy. Wouldn't you like fish out his wallet? Yeah, let's like get find some ID. his ID. Right. Like, wouldn't you have? Did we not have Google in two thousand six? <laughs> didn't we have Google in two thousand six? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we had why didn't she? Fucking, she could have Googled. Like, she researched and found out like that his father had passed away, and she yeah. was like, "Oh, Alex, I'm so sorry." Like. Maybe she could have searched, like, Alex Weiler. Wait a minute. Oh, shit. He passed away. He died. Didn't he die at the same hospital? Wouldn't there be two Weilers? Yeah. Like, in the same year? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. That, well, that's a gaping And he would Joe. have been the first one because yes, he's more Alex. recently. Well, no, his name comes first alphabetically. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, not Simon. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, she would have found that. She would have been like, huh. Uh, oh. Yeah, curious. Well, hey, I got something I need to tell you. <laughs> Awkward. By the but... way, uh, uh, you're dead. <laughs> and how much would that fuck you up too? Uh, well, I'd like to know. So, would you want to know when you when you die, Joe? Uh, man, that would be tough. Yeah, that's tough because it's a constant ticking clock. You know, you would you just want it to be surprised? And you can't know because you could always you could always affect that. However, well, I did start thinking like when she kept him from dying, like it started making me think of like Final Destination. Sure like now they they fucked up this the balance of nature. <laughs> um, so. Great. So she told him, stay away. Mm-hmm. She did tell him, like, someone died uh, in, on Valentine's Day right outside her building. I he, watched him die in he, my arms. And he goes. Like, when <laughs> when they're walking, he's walking with his brother. Yeah, yeah he noted the time <laughs> and, he's like, and the place. And he's like, so what are you going to do, bro? And he's like, oh, I'm going to take Veronica out for Valentine's Day. What? He's like, what? I'm taking my girlfriend, Veronica, out for Valentine's he's Day. He's like, what's today? What? Today? It's Valentine's Day. What's the date? <laughs> February 5th. 14th, which... I was going to say, Joe, like, maybe you shouldn't laugh so much, <laughs> seeing as how... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm like, wait, no, but it's February 16th. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's like, February 14th, 2006? <laughs> and I'm like, no, you seriously? You got to, like, remind yourself? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Yeah, so... Uh, so, And then he goes. Uh, and, and I suspect it's to see if... Like, does he go to see if he's going to die no does he go because he's got a morbid fascination with seeing someone die mm-hmm. or does he go because he knows for a fact she's going to be there and so i have got to go maybe yeah. i can comfort her when this happens that's exactly what it is yeah but I, it would have been nice to see him um like pull out the letter like doc brown yeah like it's all taped up uh-huh except why like, would he have ripped it uh and so the box that's in the attic that she talks about at the very beginning oh, yes. she's like you know there are paw prints and there's a box up in the attic so those were all the letters that she didn't accept. Like she didn't take out of the mailbox. Is that what those were? That must have been it. I just, yeah, I think you're right. And so he just left them up. <laughs> didn't and, recognize the and handwriting. Didn't, like, huh? Well, and didn't like, he didn't label them. Like, do you think she opened it or she just left a fucking box there? Because she supposedly lived there for two years. Yeah. So he's just writing her letters so that just, entire time and yeah, she's I, collecting them? I guess. There's so many funny things that happen like, in this. You know, you know what? The thought I never had, like, what happens to her actual mail that's trying to get delivered? <laughs> Does it go to Anna him? Reeves is fucking getting her, uh, <laughs> like, subscriptions. Her home and garden. <laughs> <laughs> He's like two years ahead of time having to pay her fucking cable bill. He's like, by the way, I paid your fucking cable bill again. You owe me 86 <laughs> plus interest. Please, please send bills that are marked no later than 2004 because <laughs> I tried that $2,006 you gave me and people thought I was counterfeiting money. That's a great idea. <laughs> oh, man. So do you remember the part where he shows up? Like, first, 
He has he goes to the party. <laughs> he, he offers to help Morgan bring the beers into his home. Yes. And then just fucking leaves. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but then makes out with Morgan's girlfriend yes. at her birthday party. Mm-hmm. Shows back up at this Morgan in front guy's of his office. girlfriend, also yeah, by the front, way. Well, it's not. I she don't seems know if it's his nonplussed girlfriend. by it. Although well, Lynn Collins, I love Lynn, Lynn yeah, Collins. Man. John Carter, Deja Thoris, coming soon to an episode of the. Wait, we did already, we already do it? I, no, I don't know if we did. Ooh. I'm not sure if we have. No, coming soon. Um, so he goes to this guy's office after he's already hooked back up with Kate, mm-hmm. and just goes like, hands him the keys, and is like, so you yeah. still want to rent a lake house? And he just hands him the keys. And he's like, it's what Kate would have wanted. Yeah, trust me. Trust me, it's what Kate wants. He's like, how do you know what Kate wants? Trust me. There you go. And walks away. Doesn't tell him where it is. (laughs) Good luck finding this random house on the lake. Just hands him the keys to a house. Uh, And and I feel like maybe there should be there should be more. I don't think that you could just give a house to somebody. Also, if I no, yeah, there's a lot of paperwork involved. So somebody who has bought and sold houses. Uh, Also, like. are you, if you're that guy and some random dude who was making out with your girlfriend a year prior, yeah, or however long it was, do you do you go there? Do you, I'd throw do you those fucking in? keys at the back of his head. I'd be yeah, like, exactly. keep your fucking lake house. Like, how do you buddy? know it's not rigged with C four? Like, this is some sort of <laughs> well, sick... that's that's kind of ex- hey. going to an extreme. Oh, I'm hey, just saying. Somebody gives you a house, never look a gift horse in the house. <laughs> how gift gift house in the mouth? Something like that. So I, I did have a thought. <laughs> okay. And and you had brought this up about like transporting things through the mailbox. Yeah, could you not have like made like what had the power? Was it the box itself? Was it the pole? Was it the property? Was it was it their the wishes land? and dreams, Joe. I don't know that but brought the magic. To I'm life. just wondering why you couldn't have put a bigger box on the mailbox. Oh, there you go. Just get it in. So, so then you could put more shit in it. That's a good like Keanu put some self in the box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like primer. Yeah, or Jack. Puts yes. The, puts the dog in the box. Oh no! And she opens it up, and now she's got two jacks. It's like half a dog. <laughs> oh god! Only half of them made it. <laughs> he opened it up before the flag went yeah, down. It looked like the fly. <laughs> I did. I, I did enjoy that though. That whole bit where like the flag going down and then coming back up. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, for the two minutes that that happens. <laughs> that, that happens. The, no, the setup is is intriguing. Uh huh. They just didn't do anything. Again, like I said, the grossest misuse of, of time travel technology. Yeah. We're just going to use it for our own personal and love it, story. And it only affects one person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. honestly. That's it's right. one person who's being affected by it. The other one just has to kind of keep fucking living life the way he's living it. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the doctor character that Sandra Bullock works for. Right. I've seen her in a bunch of other movies, and I don't understand how she gets cast <laughs> Because I don't understand, and I hate to say this, like this, this is really bigoted kind of thing to say. I know where you're going, but I don't understand a fucking thing she says. You little hard, yes, I little don't hard to understand. understand what she's saying she half the time. Syrian or Egyptian? I think or so. I think Eastern. she's. I think she's Egyptian mm-hmm. Syrian. Uh, I'm trying to think of other movies that I've seen her. In. I think she was in the John Travolta Punisher movie. No, oh. uh, that's about all I remember her in. All right, but uh, I mean, attractive lady, attractive older older lady. Sure, just I don't. By her as a doctor. No, in and you're right. Chicago. That first scene we see her, she's got like, <laughs> there's just some old dude in a in a hallway on a stretcher, right? <laughs> yes. She's like, who? I thought I. It's like the most generic. Oh, she even uses the word stat. Yeah. She's like, we need to get this guy into something stat. Like, I don't think people <laughs> yeah, use that word use as that. much. That's this some writer. ER. Yeah. That is an ER thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what other notes do you have here? Man, that is it. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right, Joel. What did the lake house? Do right. Hmm. 
Uh, I think it had potential. I kind of like the concept. I think um, there's... It was called Frequency. A be- yes, it's absolutely. Called, it was called Frequency. Um, a, a, a better version of this film. But again, I, I don't... I will forgive it the premise. Uh, it's just what they did or didn't do with the premise yeah. that was uh, frustrating. But but I think it's a nice Trojan horse uh, to get men into a rom-com movie to throw a little bit of a sci-fi angle into it. Because yeah. it intrigued me. It made me want to watch it. Did you ever see the movie The Time Traveler's Wife? With Eric Bana? No. Oh, and uh, 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 what's her name? Um, Regina George. No. It's... Yeah. Is it Regina George? Yeah. She's... Uh, I'll take your word for it. You've seen it. Yeah. Uh, no. Really good movie that also kind of plays with some of the time travel elements. Yeah. But it also... It, Gathered that from the name. A little... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's also kind of an element of it that what the time travel is representing is what forms an idea of a man for a girl. Growing mm, up and at different stages, like what it is that influences what a a girl who becomes a, a young woman oh. ends up needing out of a man, and and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but that's what's cool about a well crafted movie yeah. is that it makes you think about things like that, and not about how bad it is. It's a good movie that makes you think of these other things, dude. You just reminded me, Thirteen Going on Thirty. Yeah, I know you didn't like that film, but I uh, have, uh, oh yeah, that the Jennifer Garner where movie. she grows up and she's like twenty years. That movie did the this time travel thing better, mm-hmm. I think. That was more of a switched bodies. How about About Time? Uh, ooh, yes. Same, Regina George was in that, too. That's right. With, was and, it General uh, Hux? Domhnall Gleeson. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I liked that. Uh, I remember having some problems with the third act, but I can't remember what it was now. I think it's because oh. they ended up painting themselves in a corner with all these different things, and every That's choice he made, there was that weird butterfly effect. And there was this weird side story with a sister who yeah. was on drugs or yeah. something, right? And if he saved his father, yeah. the sister ended up getting into bad habits. And Again, yeah, though, a, a better made film. <clears throat> what about Kate and Leopold? I, I never... <laughs> Never seen Kate and Leopold. We'll do that coming soon to an episode. <laughs> but but what I'm trying to say is there are mm. examples of being able to pull off a, ro- a romantic movie yes. using time travel elements. It's possible. You just have to sit and think about things. And I haven't used this term in a long time, and it's fun to bring it back. Establish your fucking rules and mm. your science, and then you got to stick to it, though. Yep. And you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too when it comes to stuff like that because then your entire script is sloppy. And it plays on the screen. The Fountain. Ever seen The Fountain? I love the, the fountain. fountain. Love The Fountain. That's great. It's not really time travel, but per it's se. different. Different time. The story's being told. Yes. In different dimensions. And using so metaphor, speak. like you're talking. So about. good. Great film. Um. All right. What I thought that the Lake House did right mm-hmm. was the relationship story between Keanu Reeves and Christopher Plummer. Yes. Y- you really didn't need the Henry character. No, he's um, so annoying. He was just kind of a conduit. A sniveling little weasel. He was expository. Yeah. That yes. was I mean, there is a straight up scene where Keanu Reeves or <laughs> Alex and Henry <laughs> are sitting in a bar and they're talking about like, well, I bought a lake house. You bought a lake house? Right. I bought a lake house. Where is it? On the lake. It's a house. You bought a lake house? Wow. Well, you know, we're doing this thing and blah, 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 blah. Hey, when's I the last time you saw the... dad? Yeah. It, and, and the thing is, it turns out that house... Was theirs. It was their family home. His father built it. And at no point does he just say like, dad's so where house. are you saying? Oh, I bought dad's old lake house. Yeah. That's how that, you would yeah. say that. You wouldn't say like, I bought a lake house. Where? Oh, it's over off. A- it's our fucking home. Yeah, it's the home that our family built. Good point. Um, But I liked the relationship <laughs> between Keanu Reeves and Christopher Plummer. And I think that I feel like the studio, there was more of a story between Alex and, and no, Simon. No, because it stalls out halfway I, through. No, I feel like there was a story there, 
But then the studio was like, Mm-mm, no, this needs to be a romantic movie. Mm. We need to build. We need it to be like more of a using this to get two people together. And this this father son thing just doesn't yeah, work. Bad call. Yeah, is a bad call. Uh, more Christopher so, Plummer. That's what we need in all movies. So getting us, except for maybe that Star Trek movie that he was in, is a little rough. Star Trek. Yeah, he was. Oh, dude, he was, the villain, you, he was like about? quoting Shakespeare. Yeah, that's one of the greatest ones. <laughs> oh my god! Part six, the undiscovered country. That's right there behind Wrath of Khan. Why are you laughing? I'm fucking serious. <laughs> that's one of the you best just, lines. Like, you just like bolted up. You're like which one? Six, the undiscovered country. Uh, I will defend that film. What did the lake house do wrong? Um, where do I start? Just okay. So if you're gonna have a love story. Uh-huh. If you're going to have uh, two you people. Should have, you, you're right. You should have a love story. Two people connecting. If it's a romantic movie. They have to be in more than one third of the film together. Uh-huh. It's it's not enough them just having cosmic phone calls. Remember that movie, uh, You've Got Mail? Uh, thank you. Yes, I was going to evoke that earlier. What was go- When did that come out? Wasn't that around the same time, like 2003, 2004? That was earlier. That was like 90 was something. I'll look it up. As people were starting to try to learn it. Oh, shit. There's... It, it, it's it's so hard to build a relationship between people when it's just through text. Yeah. Uh, and and that's what you're saying, you know, to have a romantic movie and these two main characters aren't together at They're all. They're never in the scene. And that's kind of the problem that I have with You Got Mail, that these people just email. Like, they somehow meet on a chat board yeah. and start mailing back and forth. And it's like romanticizing sending emails yes, to each other that is not a healthy message to send especially in this day and age where yeah. we've got you know uh, online dating apps and such yes. one of the first things that we, jen and i met online but we were too text in and i was like we got to take this offline yeah like, we got to meet each other face to face where you risk falling in love with an, a, a person you're making up in your head yes and not another individual exactly and that's what's going on here um so yeah you're right uh did I, did I, you've got mail 1998 Oh yeah, there's there's yeah, quite a yeah. <laughs> quite a time discrepancy yeah. there. Uh, yeah, uh, six and eight years apart. We're <laughs> going by this film's logic. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, what the lake house did wrong? Uh, I think, I think not not fleshing out their science or their fantasy yeah. a little bit more. Agreed. Uh, you know, play. You've got something like this where you could play a little bit more with the mystical powers at work, and why. Which gives you license to do anything you want creatively. And and you could have created something very special uh, and touching and still fun. And it wasn't. No. It wasn't fun. It was laborious. I could think of a thousand other things I would do with a magical tail, uh, mailbox. A tailbox. That goes through time. <laughs> um, all right. So if we were going to remake The Lake House, oh. how would we do that? Uh, I have recast five of the main characters. Let me see. Who do, what do I have here? Uh, I did not do Lynn Collins, the girlfriend. One, two, three, four, five, Mona. six, seven. I've got seven. I didn't do Mona either. Mm, all right. Ooh, who are your seven? Let's start at your bottom then. All right. Did you recast the doctor, Anna? No. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, nice. We Just can understand the, her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kind of looks similar. Very. Uh, I recast Morgan. Did you recast Morgan? I did, of oh, course. Oh, wait. Did you recast Kate's mother? I didn't do the mother. Renee Russo. <gasps> Nicely done. Russo. Ooh, is yeah. your uh, is your Sandy Bullock a, a redhead? Could be. Ooh. Could be. Spoiler alert. Yeah. All, All right. right. So I guess we'll start with Morgan or Henry. Let's do the brother. Let's do the, the, the relatives of uh, Keanu. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Henry's the brother? Yes. Uh, I thought this guy looked like Paul Dano, what we know from Looper. Yeah. I'd like to see him in this role. Looper and Little Miss Sunshine. And and, uh, There there, there will be blood. blood. There shall be blood. I keep wanting to say there shall. (laughs) 
So dumb. Doth shall be. Doth shall be blood. bloodied. <laughs> uh, I went with uh, Ezra Miller as my head. Yeah, the Flash. Because he matches my, my Alex. Oh. Uh, well, there you we, go. we'll get to that, though. All right. We'll get to that. Let's do The Father. Yes. Christopher Blummer in this Simon. film. I went with uh, Max von Sydow since I was getting confused. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a little too old, I think, for At me, for my now. casting. Yeah, oh, uh, I, I went see. with Tom Hanks. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And we're going to build up that father-son relationship a little bit more. Ooh, smart. Oh, yeah. I think I know what you're doing. Uh, do you? No. Because I don't. Uh, okay, who do you want to go with next? Now let's do Morgan. Morgan. The boyfriend, the uh, ever-dutiful, steadfast boyfriend. Likeable. Yes. Charismatic. A provider. Handsome. Gives her second, third chances. Zach Efron. Oh, interesting. Oh, you're skewing a little young here. A little, huh? a, a little young. All right, I like that. Uh, I went with uh, Aaron Eckhart. I'm trying to keep him in the mid love him 40s man. here. Man. Love him. Mm-hmm. You ever see the movie Thank You for Smoking? Two Face. I did. That, Fucking that's great. the first film I saw him in. So good, man. Holds up. Yeah. Uh, what was his name in that? Nick Naylor? I yeah. think that was his yes, name. Yes, because the Katie Holmes character. Fucking great movie, man. Uh, all right, so who do we have left? Is it just Kate we and Alex? Keanu and Sandra. All right, go for it. My Keanu, um, I went with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Nice. Uh, and I'll go ahead and do, because mine are kind of a pair. So okay. if he's the uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, I went with uh, Jenna Malone. Okay. Because they were... Uh, apart from each other in a better time travel film called Donnie Darko. Oh, that's right. Just yeah. all grown I thought now. you were about to talk about the one where he goes back in time on a train and he has to try to stop the bomber. Oh, that's great. Over and over and over uh, what again. What is that called? I can't remember what it's called. I never saw it. Looper. No, it's <laughs> yes, not Looper. that's exactly it, no, that. That's a really good film, actually. I never saw the movie. You should see that. Isn't that from uh, the, the Donnie Darko folks, too? I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I could be wrong. I usually am. All right, my uh, my uh, Kate would be played by either. I couldn't choose one or the other. Uh, I thought Anna Kendrick is good, kind of this oh, yes. this generation Sandy Bullock. Yeah, she is. But because I had gone with Renee Russo, one of my favorites, Shailene Woodley, uh-huh. I think would be would be a good Kate. Oh, nice. And my Alex would be Adam Driver. Oh, interesting. Adam Driver and Ezra Miller look like fucking brothers. Just say Yes, they do. They look like fucking brothers. A little shorter. Oh, I like that a lot. Uh-huh. My also rans uh, provided by Jenna were uh, Marina Bakrin and Freddie Prince Jr. Nice. How about that? That's pretty good. I thought That's so, too. That's pretty good. Uh, I really didn't do a director because I couldn't think of anybody that I wanted. I think I threw like Richard Curtis in. Oh. And he's oh, yeah. you know, done some romantic Well, comedy. because I went Donnie Darko, I went with Richard Kelly as my director. Oh, that's pretty good. There you go. Yeah. All right, guys. Hey. Let us know how you would recast the Lake House, uh, what your thoughts on the Lake House would be. In fact, we got some great recasts. I'm glad that some people played along. Last week, we did Clue. Yes. And finally, some folks were like, hey, this is a movie we like. We'd like to recast this, (laughs) too. We We got some good recasts. We get it a a lot, but it always kind of comes in text, or or I'll talk to people and be like, hey, you know who would have been a good recast for this? But uh, posted on the Facebook page last week, and a lot of people love Clue. And this was a fun one to see some of the recasts. We had uh, a friend of the show, Matthew Fisher. Uh, for his Colonel Mustard, he went Ben Kingsley. Mrs. White did Eva Green. Mrs. Green, uh, or Mr. Green, he did The Rock. Wow. <laughs> he did for Miss Scarlet. He had a little stunt casting there. Miss Scarlet was Famke Jensen. Professor Plum was That's David good. Tennant. Yeah. Mrs. Peacock, Rosemary Harris. I'm not quite sure who that is. Wadsworth was Tom Hanks. There you go. Can't go with that an episode wow. without talking about Tom Hanks. And Mr. Body, Leonardo DiCaprio. How about that? That's pretty good. Uh, another one. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, let's do uh, Kevin had uh, Nick Offerman as Colonel Mustard. That's good. Uh, Alan Tudyk is Mr. Green. Kobe Smulders, Miss Scarlet. Uh-huh. Ty Burrell is Professor Plum. Huh. Christine Baranski, Mrs. Peacock. 
uh, John Hamm, Mr. Body, Gal Gadot as Yvette. And then finally, John, why didn't we think of this? John Oliver as Wadsworth. John Oliver would be so would be fucking great good Butler. as Wadsworth. Can't believe. And then uh, we'll do one shit. more here uh, because I was, I was proud of this one too. Uh, Miss Scarlet Halle Berry. This one came from Robert Jacques. Um, Colonel Mustard, J.K. Simmons. How about that? Love that. Mrs. White, Melanie Linsky. Not quite sure who that is. I think uh, you know who throws. Melanie Linsky is? No, who's that? Uh, uh, Beautiful Creatures. Is that what that was called? The, um, okay. Uh, All right. Uh, the, God damn it. <laughs> She was in it with with Kate Winslet. She was in that movie. It was the um, uh, Peter Jackson. It was like his first movie. Oh, beautiful! That wasn't Brain Dead. Beautiful. I thought it was Beautiful Creatures. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She was. Thank you. She was one of the ones that she played oh, one good. of the sisters in that Drew Barrymore Cinderella movie. Oh yeah. Ever after. Yeah. Did you ever see the the movie Detroit Rock City? I did. Yeah, she plays the the girl that he ends up hooking up with. Okay. In the confession. Yeah. Oh, I like her. Oh, that's good, Mrs. White. Um, Richard Jenkins from Mr. Green. Richard. Thank <laughs> you, Professor Prom. He went with Stephen Root. How about that? Oh, that's good. Uh, Tilda Swinton is Mrs. Peacock. I like that. Uh, and uh, Paul Giamatti is Wadsworth. I love that. Could be fun. Nice yeah, man. So, good. Thanks, good guys. Job. Wow, that's impressive. So go to our Facebook page if you want to recast this week's yeah. movie, The Lakewood. Or The Lakewood. The Lakewood. The, the Lake Lakewood. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to see uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> uh, no, guys, uh, we would also love your suggestions. If you have movies that you want to talk about, yeah. or have us talk about, rather, in the future, uh, let us know what your suggestions are right there on our Facebook page. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It is editingbay.com. When you go there, you're going to find the links to uh, well, all of our aforementioned social networks, the uh, Facebook page, mm-hmm. also our our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us there. If you do, you're always going to be the first to know what movies we're talking about next week. We don't even know at this point. It's like <laughs> it's like we're in a. Uh, it's like this podcast is time traveling it's in through a time air. loop. And uh, we don't even know what's going to happen yet, but we, somewhere. Full disclosure. Sandra Bullock yeah, knows. We, we what have movie no we're idea. Doing next week. I'm excited because I'm going to see some locations from this movie next week. Oh, I'll, that's I'll be, right. I'll be in Chicago. Chicago. So next week might be a best of or something. Yes, we will have a episode, um, probably from one of our first 100, because we know if you're a recent subscriber, you, you, you can't easily get to those first 100 episodes because we're already uh, in the 200s. Yeah. So we may pull back and uh, play a rerun, but we will have something that'll probably be new to you next week. Over 200 hours of editing day. Exactly. And to find out what we're doing the week after... Follow us on editingbay.com. Yes. And, uh, and our at Twitter. The Editing Bay is what the, I meant to the say. The tweet. All social media. There you go. And make sure that you uh, that you follow at LaMadelineCon. Yes. However, did you create that? I did create that. You spelled con wrong. Well, I didn't. No, it's K-A-H-N. No, because, because the way we were going to do it, though, was it was a convention. Mm-hmm. So LaMadeline C-O-N. But we already had enough puns going on there. LaMadeline Con. So you're, if it were just Madeline Con, but then we're, we're f- throwing the French bistro in there as well. And I thought it would be a little <sighs> too confusing. A bridge too far, Joe. A lake house too far. <laughs> a mailbox too far. Uh, all right. So yeah, we have. We'll do some kind of best of episode for next week. Thank you guys uh, for hanging out with us and listening to us rant about this movie that, uh, according to a, a bunch of responses on my Facebook page, people fucking love. Really? I know a lot of people that love this fucking movie. Thirty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes so, with the critics. So uh, we uh, we mean nothing personal <laughs> by the fact that. We don't. We didn't like it. Yeah, we but just expect more from our rom coms. Look, man, I shouldn't by now. Whether we like something or not should not affect whether or not you enjoy it. That's right. And I respect your right to enjoy whatever it is that you want, especially in this season of love, this if, Valentine's if Day. If you identify mm. as a Lake House fan, <laughs> I think you should use whatever restroom Lake House fan. <laughs> Right, Jeff, thank you so much. Yeah. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. We'll see you guys maybe next week. <laughs>
Robin. Happy Valentine's Day. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.